You're listening to Detroit Today. I'm Bill McAllister filling in for Stephen Henderson. Thanks a lot for everyone for tuning in today. If you want to join the conversation, 313-577-1019. And yes, I'm uh, back on the air. Am I a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist? No. Are you going to hear a Ted Nugent or Arthur P. impression? Probably not. I would say probably not. But uh, who knows? It's early yet. We'll see. Uh, Coming up in the show, we are going to talk about the summer movie, the blockbuster movie season, which seems to start earlier and earlier every year. Uh, We'll have Elliot Wilhelm from the Detroit Film Theater joining us as well. Uh, But for now, there's a lot of excitement in the sports world surrounding the opening of Little Caesars Arena in downtown Detroit. It'll mean a new home for the Red Wings and the return of the Pistons to the city. It was announced last week that the arena will host the 2020 Men's Frozen Four and the 2022 NCAA Division I Wrestling Championships. Season tickets for the Pistons are reportedly selling at a higher rate than just about any other team in the NBA, but the cheapest seats are also increasing by more than 40% in price. We have Ford Field, Comerica Park, and now Little Caesars Arena. They're all beautiful facilities. Ford, Ford Field especially. I, uh, I love that, uh, that stadium. That is a beautiful stadium. Uh, regardless of the team they put on the field, the stadium at least is beautiful. But do they make being a sports fan in Detroit unaffordable, especially if you have, uh, if you have kids? On top of tickets, there's parking, concessions, and merchandise that complete the experience of going to games. If you, uh, let's say you're a big Tigers fan, I mean, they are uh, currently in action, not doing bad this year so far, but a family of four, it's going to cost you a pretty penny to go to a game. There's no lack of, uh, of people in the stadium, but can everyone afford it? Can you afford to take your family to games? Or do you prefer to save your money and watch them on television? They make it pretty easier. I mean, the food is cheaper, lines for the bathroom aren't as long, and you're in the comfort of your own home. But uh, with a 40% poverty rate in the city, are Detroiters priced out of seeing their favorite team live? And how does Detroit compare to a national trend? Do you avoid the stadium experience altogether? Give us a call, 313-577-1019. And joining us to give us his perspective is Detroit Free Press sports reporter Carlos Manares. Carlos, how are you doing? Good to, good to be on the show with you. Yeah, you thanks, for, uh, thanks for joining us. You're covering the, uh, the NFL draft um yeah yeah the draft it's uh it's not so much as a draft as an endurance race for the next three <laughs> days you know just uh, we're hunkering down and going to be there late nights long days the next three days so um always kind of fun so uh are they going to get it right do you think <laughs> uh that's that's a great question uh yeah i don't know i mean it's it's uh bob quinn you know it's his second uh draft with the lions uh, second draft ever as a general manager. He had a, you know, successful draft last year. Uh, made some good, you know, solid safe picks. Um, but I think the Lions need to move past that and you know go for uh, guys who can be difference makers. Finding some some you know nuggets somewhere in the later mid to later rounds. Um, that's typically not something the Lions have been able to do. Um, so I don't know. Can you break the can you break the mold and, and do something different and, uh, you know, prove his chops as a, as a talent evaluator and finder in the NFL? It's hard. It's hard to do, but uh, he gets a second crack at it. Yeah, and uh, do they – I know a lot of people sort of uh, uh, rip on this theory. I don't think it's terrible, though, going for the quote-unquote best player available. 
should they do that? Well, um, you know, I have I have a problem with that terminology. I think a little bit of it is um, spin. A little bit of it is, um, you know, branding somebody that uh, may not be the wisest choice um, and. Uh, just labeling them as the best player available, and uh, you know, I think I think we've heard enough of that from Martin Mayhew, his predecessor. Um, I don't think the lines. I think you go for that kind of pick usually when you just need help anywhere on the on the team. This is a playoff team. I mean, they made the playoffs in the last two of the last three years. They're on the cusp. They're going to pay Matthew Stafford probably ungodly sums pretty soon. Um, uh, you know, you, you have to. It's not a team that's building or anything. They're on the cusp here of are they going to continue to be a playoff team, possibly enter into the consistent winner category, possibly into the great, you know, elite uh, conversation after that. Um, getting the best player available, I think that's scary. And it always depends, you know. I think that. Possibly they might go after a tight end, and if they do that, I think there's going to be, I mean, you know, there's going to be torches and pitch, pitchforks down at Allen Park. Uh, you know, the tight end <laughs> thing in the first round has gotten tired for Lions oh, yeah. fans, so um, it depends on who the best player available is. So there's always politics. There's always, you know, fans to consider, but uh, I'm not a fan of that. I think they have specific needs they could target um, that would help them a lot more. Sure. Uh, now, sticking with the Lions, if you go to Ford Field on game day, it's usually packed, and I would say, I don't think this is a, is, is a bad estimate. It seems as though about 70 to 75% of the people in the stands are all wearing Lions merchandise. So there's some, uh, there's some cash flow for sure. But is it affordable for everyone? Do you feel that with the cost of tickets, and obviously you're pay, paying players large sums of money because, again, they're generating revenue too. I mean, the people are going to see them. So to them, to the people that go, it is worth it. But is it getting to be too much for your average fan? That's a great question. You know, I, I think that, um, you know, look, you have to look at it as entertainment, you know, just raw entertainment, and you have to consider all the different options that you have, you know, um, you know, Little Caesars Arena, Ed Sheeran is going to play there. You know, Bruno Mars is coming to the palace. You know, the, the different high wire acts you know, that we're having, you know, high level uh, entertainment, the dining options, all the great restaurants, sure. downtown, midtown, they're expensive. You know, I mean, where do you spend your entertainment dollar? Movies, concerts, plays, whatever it is, you know, dining, um, you know, for sports for sure. It's expensive. It's only going to get more expensive as they build these, you know, big arenas. They have to finance them. You know, contracts, uh, you know, keep escalating. Um, you know, it's funny because we, we've, uh, my colleague Dave, and, Dave Burkett and I have kind of gone back and forth a little bit about Matthew Stafford's contract. And, you know, in the NFL, there's a salary cap and it goes up. And, um, well, it's all, you know, hey, it's not my money. Well, it's not your, Dave likes to say, it's not my money. Uh, you, they should pay him. Like, it's not your money, but it is the fans' money. You know, someone has to pay for that contract. Sure. It's not just free money. And how do the Lions make that money? By charging fans. And, and certainly, you know, if you've been to games, uh, I mean, I, I'm really scared about the parking situation down there with Little Caesars. Um, it's oh, already yeah. tough to park. And when you're going to have multiple events sometimes, so parking, you know, scarcity, you know, 
supply and demand, that's going to go up. So everything goes up. Um, and I think it's where you put your 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 money. You know, your your where you budget your entertainment dollar. So um, that's where it's going to be competitive. Of the product has to sort of back up that that um, you know price tag that you're putting on the tickets and the merchandise. But I think it's hard. I think it's harder and harder for fans to afford, you know, two, four tickets plus all the extra stuff that goes with it. Right. And if you have uh, if you have kids, kids are going to want the merchandise. And as <laughs> you know, when you go to the stadium, whichever stadium it might be, you know, just to get a sweatshirt, it's not exactly, uh, you know, <laughs> you're not getting uh, bargain basement prices for sure. Uh, you're going to pay a tidy sum for uh, for any of the merchandise you buy there. So, yeah, for a family of four, it is not uh, it is not cheap. I'm I really don't know how people do it. Um, and really, it's it's too convenient to be at home and watch the game. Almost every game is televised. So three one three five seven seven one zero one nine. Where do you spend your entertainment dollars? Are sporting events something you prioritize, or would you rather check out new restaurants or shows downtown? As Carlos, you had mentioned, uh, you know, if you're going to a concert, that's not exactly cheap either. Uh, so where where are your dollars spent? Uh, you're listening to Detroit Today. I'm Bill McAllister. We are talking with Free Press Sports reporter Carlos Menares about the cost of being a sports fan in Detroit. Do you pay for season tickets? Are they too expensive for you and your family? Have you been priced out of the in-game experience? Give us a call. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a little pricey, but for some people, it is absolutely worth it, especially when the product on the field, the ice, the court, uh, is worth it to you. Uh, let's go to Lisa calling us in Gross Point. Uh, we'll go to Lisa in just a second. Sorry about that. Uh, Lisa, sorry about that. How are you doing, Lisa? Hello. Hi, how are you doing? Hi. I'm doing well. Um, I was just calling to say that I'm a mother of four children. They're all pretty much college age now. And we love sports. Wings, tigers, lions. And it was really very, very difficult to even get down. We didn't even make it like once a year. But sometimes, you know, business, you know, family would have tickets through their business. And that was always awesome. But my my question was going to be, or question, comment, it would be a really exciting thing if some of the sports teams would consider, like, every game doing, like, a certain number of family special tickets. Maybe it's 25 tickets a game or 10 or 50. And, you know, let it be let it be hard to get, but at least something that people could try that they could get their larger families to the game because it really is a very cool experience for them. But it's tough. I I agree. It's much easier to stay home, as you said. Sure. But they do, you know, and Carlos, thanks, Lisa, uh, as Carlos uh, can attest, they do run specials on tickets. I know the Tigers will do that. You'll see occasional uh, deals on tickets. The Pistons have done that in the past as well. So you do, uh, you do run into those uh, situations where you can get tickets fairly inexpensive, but you've got to look for them, and they, and they do go quickly. Uh, 313-577-1019, talking about the uh, fandom in Detroit. Now, for Detroiters, uh, again, we mentioned that the poverty rate in Detroit is about 40%. Is that something you put money aside for? Is it important to you to see your favorite team live and in person? Do you want to get to the game? Or are you content to, or, you know, they're not, they're not going to get my money. 
I'm not going to pay them to to watch a game, to watch millionaires run around the field, which I always sort of uh, sort of marvel at that uh, at that comment that people will talk about the price uh, price of tickets and how it affects them in relation to an athlete and what they are paid. Now you mentioned Matthew Stafford and what he's going to possibly get paid. What what are we looking at, Carlos? How much could he possibly make? Oh, I think the I think the idea is that he's um, he's going to get a, he's probably going to set the record for um, yearly salary um, average, and I think it's going to be over twenty five million. That's uh, that's probably what's going to happen. Um, I have advocated that that's not the best idea necessarily, but um, you know there's so much involved, and it's it's the it's the obvious decision. It's the probably the safest decision for for the Lions and Bob Quinn to make. Um, so yeah, probably about twenty five million a year, maybe four years, um, four year deal extension. He he signed through this year, so um, yeah, that's a that's a lot of money. So <laughs> it is, and uh, you know, as I say, it, it, it's you know you, they're generating revenue too, and and. The owners are business people, and they're not going. If they don't think it's worth it, they're not going to pay them that money. They're business people, yep. so it's worth it to them to pay them that kind of money. And I know people like to complain about Matthew Stafford, but I, in my lifetime, following the Lions for decades now, say what you will about him, he is still the best quarterback they've ever had in my lifetime. If you're going by stats, he's, you know, of course, Eric Kramer in 91 is, uh, you know, he took him to the championship game. But in my lifetime, Matthew Stafford is their best quarterback. Yeah, that's the, that's the, a little bit of the, the, the thing you always hear with Stafford is, you know, he's the best we've ever had. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that's not saying a lot. <laughs> um, so, you know, I mean, I, I grew up in LA, you know, Rams fan. It was kind of the same thing. Well, you, they're the best we have. And, you know, uh, the bar was pretty low, so um, you know that's a good thing for Stafford. Obviously, it sure. helps his, um, you know. But you know what? You're right about the whole. You know, the, the, they make money, they generate money. You know, Stafford is likable. He's uh, uh, he, he's pot. He's he's you know keeps his nose clean, donates mm-hmm. to charity, all these different things. You know, so he's he's uh, you know say what you will about his play, but separate from that, I think he's. He's um, somewhat of a popular person in the community, and um, you know that's all part of marketing and, and selling the brand and selling his jerseys. And you know now that they don't have Calvin Johnson, you probably still see more Calvin Johnson jerseys in Stafford, but um, sure. or maybe even Barry Sanders. But you know those guys, those those kind of the, the faces of the franchise. You know you need those guys, and and they're worth more to you than just what they do on the field necessarily. So um, yeah, in that in that sense, you know, an, an investment in Stafford is. Is not a bad thing. Um, will he win you a Super Bowl? That's that's another question. Um, so uh, so yeah, I mean they make a lot, and you're right, owners. You know it's worth it to them. They don't. They're not going to. They're just not handing out money because they like it. You know they're they're making very calculated decisions about you know is this money best spent here um, on this player, this contract. So um, yeah, I mean it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Pistons, you know, and and the Red Wings and how. They, how they sign contracts, and I think that's going to be interesting going forward with those two teams specifically at, at Little Caesars. Is you know if they're if they're overpaying certain players sometimes, and 
fans are feeling it in their pocketbook when they're buying the tickets, maybe they should be asking questions of, you know, that they have a more of a right to be concerned or to raise criticism about, you know, you're overpaying for whichever player it might be, and that's costing me more money. Um, so yeah, it's kind of a a little bit of a, you know, there's a there's a, you know, bit of a. If you call it a symbiotic relationship, but uh, they're tied. You know, the fans what they're paying and the, the players what they're making. So, if you're not living up to your contract, you know, your owners and your fans should be concerned about that. And, and Carlos, how much of the cost of the new facilities would you say trickles down to the fans? Oh boy, I think that's uh, that's hard to quantify. You know, but certainly, I mean, all that, you know, all these gleaming palaces that they're building. You know, it's 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 got to be difficult. Um, you know, um, I don't know, and I'm not sure how much, how much, uh, what the funding, what the public funding, you know, rate is on these facilities. You know, how much, how much they're paying, you know, union contracts and all that stuff. I mean, it it all factors in. Um, sure. uh, I think it's being offset possibly, maybe by some of the businesses and restaurants in the facility. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, that that would help bring down some of the prices, but. Uh, you know, it just seems, and, and don't forget, I mean, also, there there are constant renovations, you know, millions and millions of dollars, of the Ford Field going through it, you know, the Palace, I think, um, I wrote a story about it recently, at closing, and I think, um, I want to say they, I forget what the figure was, but it was, it was tens of thousands, maybe 40, 50, maybe more. I'm sorry if I'm not right about that, but um, We need exact numbers, Carlos. Do you have exact, exact numbers? I, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm a, <laughs> I'll get my spreadsheet out. Hang on, Bill. <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, it's 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 tough. You know, they're constantly going through upgrades and everything. And and like you said, I mean, I think one of the most interesting parts of this whole thing, like you said, is uh, tel- not only television, obviously, but connectedness. You know, that with with mobile devices and everything just getting better and better every year, you really have to fight for that. And I remember the Lions president Tom Lewand, um, He was fearful about uh, high definition television back in the mid 2000s you know he saw it coming he you know he would say this is only going to get better and better and it's going to be harder for us to keep up with um and it's funny it's a double-edged sword because so many so many teams and, and leagues make money off their television contracts but they're also kind of fighting against television to bring fans into the stadiums um and that's where the teams make their revenue is with when you're sitting in their seats buying their food and merchandise. Um, but they kind of want it both ways, and, that, and that's hard. And then, you know, I'll be honest. I think that teams have done kind of what they can, but I think they've been generally pretty miserable at keeping up with um, what fans want, with technology demands, not only with, like, say, broadband, but also giving people a better experience at the stadium. It's still largely unchanged. You know, if you go to a Tiger game or a Lions game, it's not all that different than, I mean, as far as uh, what you can expect in the stadium, you know, besides the sound and the light show mm-hmm. and everything, but there's not that much to engage people. I mean, I think football, a great example of fantasy football, you should have these amazing fantasy football zones where you can be connected. With oh, that's people. a great idea. Yeah, if you're bored with the game, you know, if the Lions are getting blown out or something and you know, in the second half, well, go sit in your leather recliner, check out, you know, your team, see what's going on, stats, you know, they don't do anything like that. So I think that they're, uh, you know, it's a business and they're probably not, not going to do it unless they're forced to do it. But um, I, think the, I think the experience could be better pretty much all around for, sure. for all the sports teams. Sure. I hear what you're saying, Carlos. You think the Lions should get a Ferris wheel like Comerica has? Just to- <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, I, I've never figured out the Ferris wheel. My friend I, calls it the human barbecue because you <laughs> seems like it takes forever to get in there. Right. And bake in the little ball when you're sitting on the top. Right. They just pour you out of the baseball and <laughs> clean out the sweat and throw the next person in. There you go. Uh, let's go to the call, uh, our phones. We've got Marie calling us in Royal Oak. Thanks for holding on, Marie. Hey, how are you? Great. So talking about the cost of parking, um, one of the things that people really don't know about is the Reflex bus service runs all day, every day. Mm-hmm. $3 round trip to get to a ball game. Most people don't know that service is even possible. Um, you know, we are season ticket holders in our household. I don't know how much the tickets cost. I don't ask. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid to ask. But we've been, my husband's been a season ticket holder for, I don't know, 20 years. And um, one of my suggestions is that our, the people who own our sports teams, who say they support public transportation and have put some money into it, could put a bus pass in my season ticket package ah. this year that would promote our transit service, make it well-known to people, and also support you know the public transit agencies. So I did read that the, that the Tigers are partnering with Uber this year, but what about if they partnered with our public transportation agency? And the one thing I do know is that we have pretty bad public transportation here because it's an afterthought. We don't really even pay attention to the reason, to the to the actual fact that it is there. Sure. So, yeah. I say take Reflex to the ball game, three dollars round trip. That would really like help a lot to to uh, lessen congestion, our parking problems, and it would be a lot cheaper. Oh, that's a, it's a great idea, Marie. That is a that is an awesome idea. Thanks a lot for uh, for calling in. Uh, let's go to Ray calling us in Woodhaven. How are you doing, Ray? Oh, pretty good. How about you? Excellent. Uh, I had a comment uh, just to give a little context. So I'm a salaried manager. I make about 50000 a year. I'm still paying off my student loans. I'm still paying off a car. I'm still paying for a wedding. Even without those debts, I can't justify going to a ball game, either you know whether it be the Lions or the Tigers or go to a hockey game. Between ticket prices for three, my son, my fiance, myself, food prices, and then the inevitable merchandise that you have to buy for an eight-year-old, you're <laughs> sure. looking at a good 200 250 bucks in a go. All that for an experience that, at the volume these stadiums serve, is mediocre at best. Um, it's a lot of money. I, yeah, and all that for an experience that you could, heck, you can plug into YouTube, watch the game live on YouTube, and you can have your own beer that's cheaper, your own food that's cheaper, in a place that's comfortable, and you can actually see the game. I mean, you, even in Ford Field, an updated stadium, I mean, you still you go to nosebleed seats, there's still nosebleed seats. Yeah. And you have to bring yourself a good pair of binoculars just to see anything. <laughs> I love the accent. Uh, Ray, thanks for calling in. Uh, I will say this for Ford Field. Uh, there is not a bad spot in Ford. I mean, yes, the tickets are a little, are a little pricey, but you can see the field great. And just a little, uh, I don't know if a lot of people know this, at Comerica Park, at least, anyway, you can bring your own food. I don't want to kill their concessions or anything, but you can bring your own food into, uh, into Comerica Park. Uh, but read the back of the ticket. Uh, don't take my word for it. Carlos, uh, thanks a lot for joining us here on uh, Detroit Today. Really appreciate you helping us out here. Oh, my pleasure, Bill. Anytime. All right. Thanks a lot. That is uh, Carlos Menares. He is a Detroit Free Press sports reporter. 
Coming up, the summer movie blockbuster season is almost upon us. We'll talk about what to expect at the big theaters and the small ones, too, in the coming months. 